Hello and welcome back to the Awe Podcast. This is Josh, and I'm here with LaShawn, of course, as always, right? Hello. Hey, yes, and we're doing something (laughs) new today, and we want your feedback. So give us feedback um, if you like this this style and we'll do more often, uh, do this more often. But this is this is in the moment with Josh and Lashana. And it. we're just we're just talking about what's on our minds. And we're talking about it authentically, right? Yes. And we're creating it authentically. A lot of times we do some planning and and we do prep work and things like that. But this is authentically us in the moment, right? Spontaneous. So it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's really scary and, and unfamiliar <laughs> to us. But we thought, what can we do to like have these episodes out there that um, are different and they have a different feel to them and um, what do we call them and we had all kinds of fun you know about naming this type of episode Um, (laughs) right 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 loads (laughs) to the point where we um, were talking with uh, our producer Mark and he you know was talking about sometimes people develop these alter egos right and we were talking about these fun names that we call each other Um, and, and we came up you know I could you know Van is in my name so I could be you know Van and um, Lashana and, and Mark is like she could be the chipmunk. Chip, chipmunk. This is it. So, you know, we thought about opening up this van and the chipmunk. <laughs> yeah, we need better alter egos. We know. Right, we need right. help. Right. <laughs> so right, feedback right. is good. <laughs> yes. 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 But what's been so fun is we've had fun and we've incorporated humor into this process because I think with all projects we need to have some spontaneity in there. Absolutely. Um, and some tailored direction, right? Right. And both is important. So let's talk about that word both and that word and. Why is that so significant? Oh, gosh. You know, well, I just want to talk about fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> spontaneity because I don't do either of those very well. Why? Um, why? 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 Well, you know, because um, as you opened with, you know, I'm very structured. I like to... I like to um, believe that I am anyways, right? I like to fall back on that organization, that control piece, right? Oh, for sure. And so for me... Me too, me too. Like you said, you know, spontaneity, we were pretty nervous about this. And because, yeah, what can we fall back on? We don't have that structure. And where are we going to go with this? And... And and what the heck yeah. is going to come out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And I get to be the chipmunk. So. <laughs> right. Chipmunk in the van. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So again, please leave us feedback if if this is something that you've enjoyed from our podcast. A little different change of pace. Um, but going back to that that fun and that spontaneity, um, and this idea of control and being organized, right? Yeah. Sometimes and all too often, I do it all the time. I have this either or mindset to it and I'm like either I got to be controlled or you know I have to do this either I have to you know if we look look at my goals either I'm going to be you know in shape and physically you know fit or I'm going to be fat and lazy right and that's all my options are rather than you know what sometimes I'm going to have bad days and sometimes I'm going to have good days yeah that's a great example and earlier today um in my office, I, you know, was kind of having a moment, right? I'm having a moment. And <laughs> it was a moment where I was, you know, it, it was something out of my control again, and it happened. And, oh, sure. and I kind of let myself have that space where I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, this is what it is. And I was just gonna let that moment go. But then, you know, regrouped and 
here I am sitting here doing the podcast. And so it's one of those, right? So right. <laughs> can either have both, which it was, right? You know, yeah. not maybe the best um, outcome that I wanted in that part of my day, but here I am and I'm laughing, fun, spontaneity with you. So right. does it have to be all or nothing, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's so neat about spontaneity. I think actually that moment you're referring to, I may have like had a break from back to back sessions today and I come in and I'm like chowing down lettuce. And that is the moment. Like, yes, <laughs> you okay. know. And she's like, come in here, close the door. And I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> more seriousness. Here we go. Yeah. Sorry right? about that. <laughs> and it was all good. It was all good because, you know, we can hold in our hands both fun and spontaneity. And usually when I go to Lashana's office, it's for some reprieve and just to kind of sit down or process something that's happened. Right. Right. So there's, there's, the, her office has the space of it can be this fun and enlightening place where we talk about our weekends or um, and sorry right it's it's it gets in our language it's so ingrained yes and I can come there and talk about serious stuff as well right right yes yeah and, and what... you knew it so well didn't you <laughs> I'm that easy of a giveaway yes um but yeah and again like you said, it's so ingrained in who we are. And so generally, you know, if I wouldn't have had that space, right, I probably would have carried that into this moment over here now that we're doing something different and we're trying to be fun, right? And so, right. yeah, um, very ingrained in who we are. Yeah, yeah. Putting a spotlight on that and shaking it up a bit. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, it, it, it it's sort of, you know, we're both teaching sociology this semester and we talk about the construction of our perspectives and everything about this conversation that we're having right now is about how these moments are constructed, right? Yes. And how we can just adapt these. I'm going to either be all in or all out, or I'm going to either do this or that, or I'm going to do this or that, but I can't do both and, right? Right. I can't hold a person in high regard and, you know, think that they made a mistake, right? Um, and I know that I'm the person that someone can hold in high regard and make a mistake too, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah. We actually had that in recording not so long ago, right? <laughs> we're we're talking about you know and, and unfiltered or not unfiltered, but you know, and something came off and it could have been taken in the wrong perspective. So in in the interest of everybody, we're going to say even though the comment was you know, well-intentioned, it can be taken the wrong way. So we need to examine that, right? Yes. And I think that's something that we all um, have encountered within ourselves and within a public sphere, right? Whether that is just our job, if um, we're just speaking at our job, or if it's something like a podcast, right, where we're on a more... Um, a level where we can be critiqued, where there is more of that feedback piece, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, what do you do with that? And how do you construct that as you were saying and you're right yeah we both teach and we have these discussions and we teach groups and what's better for the group and how do you determine that and but or right and uh -huh. both it's sure. yeah yeah very interesting and it's so grounded in our language it's almost automatic sometimes right yes to say i can't have both and it has to be either or sometimes and i think that impedes growth I'm sure it impedes growth, right? Yeah. But it also challenges our perspective sometimes when we have a colleague that can say, wait a second, how about this perspective? Yeah, and that's powerful. 
Right. And for me, you know, um, I'm new to teaching this sociology class, right? Um, hey, me too. <laughs> me too. We, we kind of started the, the journey together, I believe. We did. <laughs> but I love it. And initially, so the first semester I taught it, um, it was very structured in the sense that I kind of got this structure. And it was like, hey, here, here you go. Um, we're going to help you out. And here's the content. And which was awesome for a newbie, right? Um, and this semester, I have taken that structure Mm-hmm. and infused a lot more of myself into it, right? But what I found is between the two semesters that I've been teaching, very different, right? Yes, yes. Very, very different in terms of the students that I have, in terms of what I've put into it myself, right. what I um, am using to engage the students. But what I'm finding, again, like you're talking about perspective, is the students in terms of um, their programs of study, not only sure. that, but their life experiences and how that has impacted the way that they learn. And then for me as an instructor, how does that impact the way that I teach and my perspective on some of this content? Because that can make that completely shift in terms of how you um, pull that apart to explain it to an individual. Oh, sure. And and like thinking about, you know, we did conflict not so long ago, just thinking about how we give information and how we receive information. Mm-hmm. So much can be built on this foundation of um, really what we've learned, right? And how that perspective was constructed. And to be able to recognize that in one another helps us build empathy. It really does. Yes. Yes. And as an instructor, you find that you question, do should I have empathy? What, how do I um, establish that boundary, if you will, right? We've talked yeah. about boundaries too. And, right. and how do we establish that? And, but yes, the empathy is a huge piece because these individuals are learning and everybody comes from a different place and the perspectives are always ever changing. Right, right. Yes. And it's important for us, you know, you know, in, in all circumstances when we're absorbing information is to understand you know, where is that perspective coming from? And where is my perspective coming from? How can they clash? How can they go together? How can we come to a resolution? What is the answer, right? Because right. in the in the end, if we can have that both or that and word in there, I can be in the room having the conversation and Lashana or the chipmunk can be in this <laughs> <laughs> conversation. <laughs> and we can come to something where we're hearing each other and we're finding, you know, a resolution, right? And and, and there are times where there's an absolute answer to things, right? Absolutely. But there's also times where, you know, the resolution is, is compromise or, or what it, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I think the beauty about education, especially within post-secondary education, is is the piece of all of that, the critical thinking, right? So yes, your perspective, my perspective, their perspective, what does the text say? And yeah. how do we find a way to reconcile that, right? Um, but bringing in the perspective of another individual or individuals, for me as an instructor and as a therapist, has been amazing. I have learned so much from the individuals that I work with because of the perspectives and the experiences that they bring. Oh, man, yes. Yeah, and that's changing mine, right? It's changing mine and both experiences and perspectives, and it's awesome. Yeah, it makes me think of a story where I was working with an individual um, when I was working, was counseling with addiction, and they told me that, hey, 
my addiction is the solution to these things, right? My addiction is the solution. And I never thought of it from that perspective. Here I was like, this is the problem, you know, and and doing all these motivational interviewing techniques to um, find recovery as the solution, right? But seeing addiction as a problem put us in this good versus evil conflict Mm -hmm. rather than saying, hey, how do I come alongside this addiction? Say... I'm always going to have the addiction. So this all made sense to me once I, you know, thought about it deeper. And I have this addiction and I have recovery alongside of it because when I've worked with individuals who've had addiction, they said the addiction never goes away, right? Absolutely. It's getting stronger as my recovery is getting stronger. So to recognize and learn from each other is so powerful. Yes. And, you know, that book that I'm reading, I actually did pick it up last night. Um, And it talks about, woo (laughs) it talks about some of some of those things in terms of you know when people are battling with addiction and they are seeking recovery right and there's this place within them and i can't speak for everybody and anybody all the time but the book talks about how we need to recognize that those individuals in that space don't even find themselves worthy maybe of recovery or worthy of that so the conflict even though we might see a a good and an evil that's even the conflict within the individual yeah right right, yes right they only are deserving or worthy of the addiction and what the addiction brings and all that negativity that comes with it because as we know a lot of individuals come from um, trauma and things like that with addiction so right yeah right and yeah we can we can hold both in in ourselves at one time right yes. and not saying that we can be in active addiction and in recovery at the same time that doesn't work right yeah right that's the absolute that's not going to work right but you know if the absolute is recovery equals a healthier happier life for somebody right we also have to recognize that the addictions there it doesn't go away but maybe because the individual is neglecting it and building up the recovery this is going to start speaking louder. And this, I mean, the addiction is going to start speaking louder. Right. 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 And I think we can apply that to many things in our lives, right? Like, you know, if you think about a diet, (laughs) when you're told you can't (laughs) eat something, (laughs) that is what calls your name is those things you can't have. Right. So if, if you're not eating carbs, it's like, oh my gosh, I go to potlucks at work or I go to restaurants and that's all I see is the carbs, right? <laughs> so it's like it's, right. it is. It's like it's calling out to you, right? Yes, yes, yes. I, don't, I forget what they call that. There's a term for that in psychology or sociology where, like, you get a blue car and all of a sudden everybody else is driving a blue car. And you thought the blue car was the only blue car that was out there before you drove the blue car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So important, you know, I love linguistics and the study of language, right? Because it, it shows us so much about how we construct things. And, you know, we started about, you know, talking about both and and, right? right. Versus either an or, mm-hmm. you know, and how much power both and and, right? It means that someone with completely different viewpoints and values than me can sit in a room. We can talk with each other. We can share our perspe- perspectives maybe perhaps we can change each other's perspectives but if the goal is to learn about each other the goal isn't about to change our perspectives but to grow together right there you go yeah yep and someday we'll we'll put it together and maybe there's a policy that comes out of it or or it's it's 
related to a book I'm reading. It's called The Sum of Us, where if we put everything together, we actually are better off in the long run, right? right. If we right. can all work together. And that was my thought when you were sharing that, is that, you know, I think we should, right? Again, we talked about communication. We've talked about communication and how important that is. And so we should share and and come to that place, right? Where we can realize that, yes, we can sit in the same space and we yeah. can bring these experiences and these perspectives. And yes, where can we go? How can we grow from that? Not do we have to be the or, right? One right. or the other, but how can we do both, right? right. How can we bridge that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Instead of having these, you know, sort of maladaptive perspectives on we can't be in the same space together. Right. Because this and this. Right. 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 You know, and if, if, you know, of course, criminal things are being done and things like that, of course, that's something that maybe we can't be in the same space if someone's doing criminal activity. Right. You know, but I'm saying perspectives and, and maybe why is someone doing this criminal activity what's what's that perspective right and how can i sit in that room with that person and understand that perspective right because maybe it's going to help them if we come up with that perspective maybe we can learn a different way to come out of poverty we can learn a different way to come out of racism or something of that nature right yes and for me something that i think of um and again it's something that i think we're all faced with, of course, differently on a daily basis, but is a language barrier, right? We're talking about language and oh. linguistics. And and so for me, you know, I speak English. It's what I've always done. And I read it, I write it. And, you know, it's not even something I give a second thought to. Right. But we are a diverse community. We are a diverse society. And so for that to be a barrier for an individual, right? So that is something they encounter all day, every day when they're communicating about their children, their education, their job, everything. Right. right. And and to come from that perspective as somebody who speaks English is just, it's something that I had never thought of. And and now it is something that I do examine quite often. Right, right, yeah. right. And sometimes we, we forget about the process, right? You know, dominantly, you know, we speak English. And, of course, people who come over, are, are they're working on learning English. Most all of them are, right, because it makes yes. their functioning easier, of course. But when we meet them at that point where they're, you know, learning the English language, and my right. grandmother, who we call Oma, which is a Dutch uh, name, um, she talks about that struggle when she came over and she only knew Dutch, right? Mm -hmm. And she was striving so hard to know English. And, you know, sometimes, you know, they would come to bizarre conclusions because the perspective didn't match. And some of the stories are pretty funny, actually. Um, but she talks about that struggle. And how can we apply that, you know, today as well, right? right. It's where is that? It's not that she didn't want to learn English, right. Right? right? It's that she couldn't, you know, right now and the circumstances were you know, war for her coming over and things like that. Right. But I think there's so much richness there. Yes, me too. And, and, and that's the experience that I've had um, with individuals who, where English is not their primary language. They are trying mm -hmm. so hard to learn so many things and to better themselves and their families. Right. And on top of the work they have to do to do that, they also have to learn the English language. Right. And on top of making a living. And, yes, yes. And caring yes. for their children right. and doing all these things that are, that already have, you know, um, struggle attached to them. Right. And right. there's, then there's this language thing, right? That here you yeah, go. You right. gotta, <laughs> can we make it simpler? Can we put, you know, some different options on a telephone list? Can we, yeah. you know, put some different labels on some things just to make it a little bit easier, right? Yeah. While they're, you know, 
learning English, if they will, or, or whatever it is, right? But yes. letting them have the space and the time and the opportunity to do that. Yeah. So yeah. that, for me, has been an experience. Um, uh, I'm learning from individuals who do not have English as their primary language. I am learning more from them. Oh, me too. And it's just been amazing. It is completely changing my uh, perspective on things. Yeah, yeah. And when we're, we're challenged to, you know, Adam Grant writes a book called Rethink, or no, Think Again, sorry. And he's challenging us to rethink our assumptions about things, mm-hmm. right? And we've lost that in terms of this language of either or, right? Either you're right or I'm right. Right. And there's no in between. Right. You know, and most oftentimes there is. You know, of course there's always those times where it's not, but there are times where it is more than just you are right or I am right. Yeah. Let's rethink our assumptions. Let's put it on ourselves to rethink it, right? And to develop and build that value in ourselves. Yes. You know, if it's a value and we need to rethink it and we change it, maybe it's something that needed to be rethought, right? right. It's yeah. not very strong if it if it breaks down or if we can't uh, challenge it. Yes. Yeah. And I think for me it's been so powerful. The reason I use language is because my strength has been writing um, through my education. I'm not a math person. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> math will make me cry. Um, but I, you know, I can write. Um, and that's how I made it through. Um, and luckily within my field, there was a lot of writing required. <laughs> right. But so for me to go back and think that, because now I'm, I'm instructing a class where there's a lot of writing that's involved. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. And it's not just something that is so easily done and so for me that has changed my perspective and how I can teach this and how can I engage a student without maybe that um, that strength or that knowledge base and so I'm learning through that process as well like how can I switch up what I think I know or what my context is right the way I apply this into another form Right, right. How can I hold my perspective and learn someone else's perspective to help them understand the information better, right? Yes. Um, Because it's one thing to, like, believe in your perspective so strongly that, you know, that's what you want to do. But if you can't communicate your perspective to someone else for them to understand it or rethink their assumptions, maybe, then really how well do we know our own perspective? And why is it holding so much power when we can't explain it? Right. And I think the truth is that would make my job as an instructor terribly difficult to just, you know, be like, you know, this is what it's going to be. And I'm not going to open myself to that. Um, I think it would make my job even harder in terms of grading, in terms of engagement with the student communication. Um, And for me, you know, and everybody's different in terms of their approach as an instructor and as a therapist. Um, But for me, you know, I also learned a bit through engagement and discussion. And and so my willingness to um, listen to somebody else's perspective and or experience, I think opens the door for that communication piece for the individual to be able to share with me and say, hey, maybe I don't understand this or can you help me or, you know, those types of things. I hope anyways. Yeah, yeah. And again, it comes back to what we opened on is this language of both and and, right? Right. How do I, and we, we talk about that with therapy too, right? How can I have depression and have a fulfilling and meaningful life Mm because we see it all the time if you're struggling with depression that's not your identity and your definition for the rest of your life you have more that you can do because you can sit with your depression and you can accomplish huge and wonderful great things right yes you can have anxiety and go to work in the morning you can have anxiety and do something different right 
Right. It, right. It, it, it can coexist. And it does. And the thing that we should say, of course, is that that doesn't mean it's not going to be challenging. Oh, for sure. Right. right. <laughs> because it's absolutely going to be terribly difficult. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When we hold things near and dear and we're saying, yeah, no, someone says to us, yeah, no, I don't think that's the way you should operate. Our first initial protection response is be like, you know what, Chipmunk? <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> gonna believe that for a minute right <laughs> oh man oh. <laughs> that was a great you know alter ego i guess the van and the chipmunk how about that <laughs> yeah i still don't know if i like the chipmunk <laughs> well i don't know if i like the van either i don't know where that came from but oh. you know it's stuck <laughs> work in progress yeah <laughs> right <laughs> oh. so i guess i i think you know, to sum up our conversation, and then I'll let you sum it up as well. It's important for us to jump in and pay attention to our language. Think about that word and, right? Instead of shutting down, ask yourself, and now what do I do? Or and here's what also I can do. Or this is my perspective and this is my spouse's perspective. Mm-hmm. But how do we have a conversation where we're not at each other's throats, right? How do we have productive, meaningful conflict right. that comes to re- re- resolution, right? How do I have my perspective and rethink something? Yes. Right. That's my that's my sort of summary of this conversation. What do you think? And I'm going to go to both. How can we do both? How can oh. we have my perspective how can we um, share my love of writing or my strength in writing and maybe the not so much right where can we come to a place where we can both get something out of that and still learn right and and still take that to a place where we grow from that and then we come out of this both of us on the other side feeling good about things and feeling like we both um had a positive experience with that right we can still walk beside each other right absolutely we might not be holding hands all the time but we can certainly walk beside each other in in indifference even right right but we have had heard each other out at least right yes and i think that's where the power lies all right all right well that's all for today so join us next week as we discuss gratitude this is lashana and josh stay authentic well and empowered